0: want to know why this particular intro and recording took me 10 freaking days to record yeah that's right numerous times i sat and tried to record this intro for the person that i had a conversation with and i just cried i just cried oh i'm not gonna cry right now i'm such a baby i have my water I'm calm. I did my meditation and here it is. And I'm going to explain why this is so emotional for me, because it feels so real and it comes from within. This person taught me to to be, to connect with my inner CEO, to show up as a person that unapologetically loves herself. And that's why this is so hard because everything that I experienced prior to working with that person was connected to external results. Um, Before I joined his program, I worked with his clients. Um, So they were my mentors and I always saw their results, the money, the following, you know, and all these numbers. And I always felt if they work with him, and they got results, then I'm going to have the same results, because he will teach me strategy. Boy, I was wrong. (laughs) Um, And, you know, being an entrepreneur myself for almost 14 years before I entered the world of this person, yeah, you want to know who this person is, well, you know, from the from the headline of this podcast, but yes, James Wedmore changed my life completely when it comes to unlearning everything that I knew. And that means, you know, everything. I am a postgraduate student of a business school that are highly rated in the world. I have been an entrepreneur for 13 years before I entered this digital space and, and, you know, 14 years before I even saw James and listened to his podcast. And then this guy tells me to unlearn everything. Of course, my reaction was, screw you, James. I'm not going to unlearn everything because, you know, that's who I am. I was so, so wrong. My knowledge is not who I am. My knowledge is only powerful when I use it and show up as who I truly am that that completely shifted my perspective of who am I being and you know my being raised as an an immigrant daughter I heard so many times you have to study hard you have to work hard to be successful and well that didn't work for me because at some point I worked my butt off um 16 hours per day as an entrepreneur and I didn't have anything to show off anything like nothing zero and when James told me not to me specifically but when when he talks to to us he says you know you have to learn everything I was like in shock so I worked my butt off to be where I am which is where, where it was at that point um I knew that I need to change something, but I didn't expect that, that that's going to be unlearning everything or just, you know, setting a different approach to, to life and business. That was my first James more breakthrough, unlearn everything. The second breakthrough, and why am I so, so grateful to this person, um, is, you know, just realizing that what got me here will not get me there. Meaning that if I wanted to build a, a million dollar business or X, X amount of million dollar business, you know, I have to, at each level, I have to operate different differently, you know, because Even if I built like multiple five figures at at the point where I met James and then six figures, seven figures means differently and eight figures probably, I don't know. But this is also one of the things that we discussed. I I specifically asked James, what does it take you to be a seven-figure entrepreneur? And he blew me off with his answers. They are not what you think. They are not the funnels, the strategy, the you know the tools he's freaking awesome when it comes to that but you will be surprised what he said and that was such a big shift it was a late night for me when we recorded that when i got off from this interview our conversation i was so in peace you guys and i i hope i really hope that You get the the feeling of what it takes to to be a seven figure entrepreneur, what it takes for you to get to that next level. And the third breakthrough was, this this is something that I love to say to my clients. You either get a lesson that you need or a result that you want, meaning that there is no failure. And James oftentimes says, you know, success is a poor teacher, which I absolutely love. When I joined BBD, um, Business by Design, which is a signature program of James, from James, and when I first time heard that, for me, failure was never an option. For me, failure meant that, uh, yeah, I'm not succeeding. I'm gonna be bullied. I'm gonna be called out because that's how I experienced my childhood and that was just connected with so much trauma if I don't succeed if I'm not the best then it means that I'm gonna you know I'm gonna experience that trauma and bully and everything where in business James always said like Fail fast, like do mistakes, because then you're going to learn so much more. And I accepted those lessons and mistakes with so much grace, with so much gratitude, with so much appreciation that, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful to James for, you know, to showing me that perspective. And it's all about perspective. Um, (laughs) the, The most important lesson is also that I question everything If I get triggered by something that James said or someone else, I just ask myself, why am I being triggered with this? And this is the biggest probably lesson that I always question myself. I always question, how am I feeling? What reaction do I feel in my body? And why am I feeling like this? What is the lesson? What is the message? What What is the sign behind that feeling? And when I connect with my inner self, when I connect with, when I activate what it is that is going on, I can truly use that to, as a catalyst, I can truly use that as something powerful to go to that next level. So I'm really, really, really excited for you guys, because this was, you know, it was, such a beautiful i feel that that this was a one-on-one session with james which is which is so rad um and it's also something that i want to give to you guys because you know listening to james for for two three years now on his podcast was always like yes i wish i could interview him and when that day came i was so grateful crying again (laughs) because you know sometimes things externally you know success could mean um, amount of money amount of followers but for me this is truly a success to be able to interview one of my mentors who taught me how to be (laughs) and how to just gracefully step into everything that I have to offer, oh, that's such a such a beautiful place to be in. So without further ado, let me give you an official introduction of who this freaking awesome person is, James Wedmore. So James Wedmore was born and raised in Sunny Laguna Beach, California, and now resides and runs his business in the beautiful red rocks of Sedona, Arizona. For the last 15 years, James has leveraged his expertise to help teach digital digital CEOs how to build and scale their online businesses through courses and trainings like his signature program, Business by Design, other programs such as Sales Page by Design and Nail Your Niche, as well as many other business building trainings inside of James' abundant course library. Along with being notorious in the online space for his unreviled online courses and content, James also facilitates Next Level, a strategic group coaching experience, as well as his high-level mastermind, The Inner Circle. When James isn't working, he can be found hiking, flipping homes for Airbnb, or off-roading through the rocky terrain of Sedona. His motto is simple, work hard, play harder and i can truly 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 say that one of the values and one of the the things that i embodied um, listening and working with james is having fun If faint one don't do it and this podcast was so much fun and i hope you will enjoy it too and please 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 if you have you know if you got an insight a takeaway don't hesitate to you know, screenshot the, the episode and tag both me and James in the stories on Instagram so we can give you a shout out. With that being said, let's go in. Welcome to the Fearless and Successful podcast brought to you by Coach D. That is me. And it is designed for change makers just like you. I am an international success and business coach and I love, love, love supporting you on your journey to ultimate health, happiness and freedom. I obsess on all things mindset mastery and business strategy that allow you to design the life on your own terms. This podcast will be led through my three Ps, Productivity, Purpose and Profit. And I will do my best to bring you the industry leaders on these topics. And I am also going to provide you with solo episodes where I'm going to talk about these three P's. If you are ready to dream big, plan for success, and impact the world, let's get this party started. We are on. And have a special guest that I'm very excited to, you know, to just to interview and to have this conversation with Um, James Wedmore has been instrumental in my business and also in my life when it comes Mm. to building the business by design and also how to build a business and life around just, you know, being into trusting yourself, trusting your gut being more and doing less. So James Wedmore, welcome to the Fearless and Successful Show. So
1: great. Uh, De- yeah, Diana. thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. And it's always so awesome when you get to talk with someone who's like, been listening and learning to what you've um, been sharing for a long time, you know, and the ripple effect that, that that has, and I'm sure, you know, what your audience experiences from all of that. So thanks for having me
0: yeah and what the ripple effect i think it's also like here at this point i'm a mom of three kids and i think that one of the things that i got from listening to you going through the program and your coaching is that i want to be the role model for my kids where they don't see mm. their mama as hustling and grinding but someone has Someone who has fun in their business, someone who do these yeah. things with ease and effortless. Yeah. And, and that was the, the really the, the pivot and the change that I got from you. So that's cool, that's cool, so cool. Amazing. And I want everyone to feel yeah. this. So tell me, like, in terms of impact, so what mm-hmm. what is your big vision? I know that you're an extreme visionary. Mm. Uh, what is that impact that you want to create in, in the world and also in this space yeah. where we are now?
1: Yeah. No, I I appreciate you asking that. Um, You know, there's like what we do and the like 3D external version of what you see. And so what we do in a nutshell is we work with entrepreneurs who want to or have already uh, digital products and, you know, it's a course, a membership or a system or a group coaching or, you know, even people that do like workshops and events and and how to really explode that as a business, you know, and and we love working with those type of people because the the people that do that tend to be the ones that already have a big heart because they want to teach. They want to give, they want to help, they want to share. and uh, and that's that's what we do. Um, but beneath all of that, that's like what someone on the outside, if they weren't paying very close attention, that's what they would see that we do. But I think what really drives all of it as like a deeper vision and purpose is, the experience that I'm constantly left with in my own life, how much I went beyond what I thought was possible and made the impossible possible, how much I stepped into more potential that at once I thought, I don't know if I have what it takes. We we all say that at some point. There's like a line, an imaginary line where we like, if we cross that line, Ooh, I don't know if I have what it takes to do that. And if there's one thing that I want to leave as a... As a legacy, and that's not a legacy. Has anything to do with me? Is I want to, I want to offer people that experience where they have that experience because experience is that true teacher, right? You have the experience of it, where people that I've worked with have had an experience or ten or twenty, where they went beyond themselves and made the impossible possible. I want people to see that there's more potential, that you are limitless potential that you are capable of more, that, that you can think bigger, uh, dream bigger, do bigger, and actually make happen. And not just as a motivational, like you can do it, but really the tools, the strategy, and everything else that we can utilize to tap into something and, and create more. Because that was my journey. I mean, when I started, like I was just this insecure, scared, no confident, you know, like, I just thought I was a total loser. You know, I hated myself. And to, to build a, a company and have uh, a, a team and, and, and uh, 40 coaches that work for you and thousands of customers and all the things that we've done took me going beyond myself, pushing myself beyond what I thought was possible. And that's always what drives us is I want to see you, Deanna. I want to see everyone that we work with step into a little bit more of that potential, go beyond themselves and, uh, and make the impossible possible.
0: Oh, this is so beautiful. And and I just love how you, you know, it's one thing is strategy and one thing is like being tactical and having the tools, but what essentially you, you are saying, we just need to make some radical shifts in our mind. Right. And what do you think that is like, it's, it's actually preventing people to step into their full potential and to use what they have, what they can explore. What's that one mm-hmm. thing or two, three that are actually, you mentioned? Yeah, I mean,
1: like how much time we got here. Right. <laughs> so I can say it, I can say it in multiple ways. I think the way I like to say it is I think we've been lied to our whole lives. I think the biggest lie that we've been told and, or, or just not told the truth about, is how powerful you are. Um, when you don't think you're powerful, you give all your power away. You wouldn't give it away willingly if you knew how powerful it was. So we give our power away to um, the people in our lives that we think um, we're living full. Right. So what should what should I do for my life? How should I live my life? And then we end up living our lives for others. There's things that we want to do, and then we say, oh, no, but what will they think? What will they say if I go and do this thing? Um, so when we don't think we're that powerful, we don't think we're capable of that much, and then we, we end up living our lives in like what I call a, per, a permission-based paradigm, where a lot of our life is about seeking, seeking permission and approval and then not doing things because we didn't get permission to do them. And if you just notice, it's almost like an invisible prison that we put ourselves in. There's a lot of things that people just don't do in their life because no one told them they could. No one told them they should. And then we've all had those moments where someone did say like, you should start a podcast. And you're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I should. And it's like, why are we waiting for those moments? Um, We, before pandemic and quarantine life, we ran several events in person. And our biggest event was 600 person event. And even myself, I'm guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. That's the thing It's like, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, this is what you deal with and I don't. No, we all deal with it. And it's kind of time to just create awareness and acceptance of that. Years ago, we did one of our first events and we had 30, 40 people in the room. That was how we started. And someone in that room told their friends to come and then told me the story. They said, I, I encouraged a few of my friends to come And I said, you might as well hurry up and get your butt to this event now before it has hundreds, maybe even thousands of people. And they thought bigger than I was thinking. I was like, Whoa, could I do that? Could I make this hundreds of people? I didn't even think that was possible. And then them saying that kind of gave me a little like, Whoa, glimpse into that. So that's a big one. And then and then the rest of it is I would, you know, so power, getting your power back. What am I giving my power? That's a big question. You could just chew on that for the next year. What am I giving my power away to? Who am I giving my power away to? And then fear and belief are two big topics that I love to talk talk about. Fear for entrepreneurs. If if you're an entrepreneur and identify that as already, we don't experience uh, fear as fear. We usually experience it as what? Stress, right? You know, Overwhelm. These are all forms of fear. Um, But fear is simply this. Fear is an internal response that you feel in the body in relationship to the future that you're living into that you don't want to have happen. All all fear is your relationship to the future. So uh, if you have fear right now, you're afraid that something is going to happen when? In the future. And All we know about the future is that it's anything but certain. So it hasn't happened yet. So we're putting our faith or belief into something that we think is going to happen, but hasn't happened that we don't want to have happen. And what we must, must, must master in our mind is our ability to hold a vision of the future that we want to create with absolute belief, faith, and certainty. And when you give your power to that, that gives you more power. That fuels you. Because what I learned long ago is we really truly are the authors of our story, the creators of this little life that we're we're living. And if something's not going, I know it's overly simplistic. I understand that. But if something's not going the way you want, especially like in business, change it. I know it sounds too simple. Change it. Write a new story. But we don't do that. We keep writing lines in the story of our mind. Of yeah, but you don't understand. I have a problem with this, and this is stressful because of this, and this is a problem because of that. And I hate that I always have to do this, and I'm so stuck around this, and I'm so frustrated. And then that's the story that you're writing. So turn the page, change it, and write a new story. And um, we don't do that because we don't think that that matters. We don't. We don't do that because we don't think that that would be powerful. We don't think that we have the power to create a new story, but that's the story that you've already created is that I don't have power. I don't have the power to create something new. And if that's your experience, that's the evidence of how powerful you are because you created yourself to be powerless. And I don't want that for anybody because that's how I lived for a long time, a long, long time. So uh, yeah, th- those are biggies, but, but um, hopefully that makes sense
0: big i'm getting one-on-one coaching right now (laughs) this is good these are these are are like big but also like we overthink things it's simple
1: yes yeah
0: just change it well here's the funny thing with
1: we all overthink okay so number one you need to you need to um there's two, there's actually, this is how you overthink, or this is how, this is what we do when we overthink. Number one, we have to develop the awareness of it. So you have to be able to catch yourself. Step one, catch yourself in the overthinking and declare it, I'm overthinking. Step two is actually go back and revisit the question. Am I asking a good question? Quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you asked, right? You've probably heard me say that a gajillion times. And so a lot of times we're asking really bad questions that's going to cause you to overthink. Like, why does this keep happening to me? Okay. What should I do? Those are bad questions. Versus, I have this product, I have this program, and I want to put it out there and help as many people. What's the most effective way that I could put this out there that's gonna make the biggest impact for the most amount of people? That's already a better question. That's like, absolutely, even the energy behind it is like, I'm genuinely intentional with asking, I'm curious, and I'm gonna find the answer. And then the third step, this is good. I'm, I'm making this up on the fly, by the way, because I, I help people through a lot of overthinking. The third step is what's the opposite of overthinking, right? There's two places where you can find answers your head and your heart. And I don't know about you, Diana, but I've never heard of anyone, including myself say, you know, I listened to my heart and it was the biggest mistake I've ever made. I should have never gone with my heart. What was I thinking? But how many of us have said, wow, I completely overthought that. And you've never heard someone say, I am so, you know, they're like success, acceptance speech. I am so successful because I overthought my way to the top. If you just stay in your head and listen to every single one of those voices, then you too will be successful. No, what what does all the timeless advice say to us? It says, be true to you. Listen to your heart. Go with your gut. So the step three is asking a new question. What is my heart telling me? If I knew this to be true, and I listened to my heart and I felt my way to the answer, what would that answer be? And here's why that's so important. I'm having a you know ten million dollar a year business. We've been around a long time. We're we're growing by leaps and bounds. We're very successful. Da 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 da. All that external three D stuff. That's amazing. And I will say, I'm completely led, and I've taught my entire t- team how to be led by intuition. Intuition led decision making. And um, you didn't learn that in school at least not the school I went to we didn't learn how to you learned how to critical thinking right so what are we doing we're getting trapped in our head and we're, we're the answer's not up there so um, we have to develop that you have to tr- learn to trust yourself you have to learn to tune to that subtle subtle feeling and it's going to be very subtle first it's a muscle Most of us have never used it or rarely use it or not use it in business or say, oh, it doesn't apply in business. BS, that's baloney. Because there's real things like decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is happening. uh, And this is my theory. I have not scientifically backed this, but there's all these studies on decision fatigue. And I think it's because they're using brain power and your brain consumes more calories than any other muscle or organ in the body. So your brain is also like trying to, get you to conserve calories as a a form of survival. So how does it get you to conserve calories? Not think and make a lot of decisions. So by the end of the day, you overthinking something is draining you. You're exhausted. And uh, making a decision about something important in your business at the end of the day is gonna feel like, oh my goodness, I can't make another decision, right? But I've never, this is my personal experience. I've never felt a draining of the tank. I've never felt like I have reached an empty or I'm tired when I'm tapping into intuition, source, my heart, my gut. I just feel like the answer can always come without any energy. It's because it's thinking is like a masculine doing process internal, but Mm -hmm. intuitive reception is a feminine receiving. So it takes no energy to receive something. If I give Diana a gift, That took no energy for her to receive that. And that's how I feel like intuition is. And so it's infinite. So why not? Why not go there? You know?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is so, oh, so many beautiful nuggets. Um, Intuition was something that I felt it was not available to me um, until I heard you like talking about this powerful skill. And um, something that I already had, uh, you know, as having, uh, you know, this degree in business, I was, I already knew numbers are the game. <laughs> you need to yeah. know your numbers. James always said, like, you need, you need to know mm-hmm. the numbers. But what I recently heard from a, one coach, she said, you know, Dee, um, yes, you need to know the numbers. But for you, it's also important that your heart, Makes sense to numbers, and I was like, mm. Wow, yes, that was the missing part. And what you were just saying, like, yes, you need to listen to your heart. I know everything about the strategy and numbers, but it's also like my heart needs to make sense to these numbers, it needs to be so aligned with what I want and needs to be good. I need to feel good around it. Um,
1: oh, 100%. That's, that's just. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So because I want to the, yeah yeah
1: go. I just want to say one line to that, and here's here's where the the two intersect. Your numbers tell you what happened in the past. If you don't have the numbers, then you're going to go off of your emotions. I I didn't feel like it went well. What has you say that? I don't know. It just felt off. Okay, but let's look at the numbers, and the numbers say actually it did really well. Oh, I don't know. I was just in my head, I guess. Yeah. So your emotions don't deceive you, but your your stories and your interpretations and the thinking does and your thinking and where you put your attention on can affect your emotional state so your numbers are going to inform your past and give you a better interpretation of what happened and the following in your heart is like where are we going in the future now so the numbers deter- determine uh, or will give you an accurate uh, uh, depiction of the past and your heart is telling you where to go in the future so past informing numbers heart future.
0: Yes. Oh wow, we have a f- framework. <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, you need both. You absolutely need both. I mean, one without the other you're going to be in a little bit of trouble, you know.
0: Well, yeah. I'm sorry,
1: sorry. So w- what what did you um what did you want to ask me?
0: <laughs> what are some of the things because I'm scaling now to, you know, this seven-figure business and yeah. I want to know like what are the three things that you know to be true for seven figure ceos that do yeah. differently that you know other six figure multiple Great. six figure yeah totally
1: yeah yeah and i'll start first with two premises number one remember that most most of us listening never learned business Okay. We didn't go to most, most people didn't go to business school. And then when you're taking like courses and stuff, a lot of it isn't business advice. It's like marketing and social media advice. That's not business advice. So a lot of us aren't, are struggling in our business because we didn't actually learn how to run a business and that's okay. The number two thing that's important to look at is that as you grow, because everyone says, I want to grow my business, growth happens in stages. There are different stages every stage tends to require like a different version of you. And so we like to use this kind of like, you know, this anchored metric of the seven figure entrepreneur. You know, that's when it's, it doesn't matter if you hit seven figures or not, nothing changes, you're the same person, but you had to change to get there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's why we use goals like that. It's never about the destination the destination is important because you need to have intention of where you're going. But it really always, it's about who you become in the process. Yes. And you'll have to change first if you want the external to change. Remember that all growth happens from the inside out. So you have to change first if you want anything in your business to change. I think it was Albert Einstein, maybe he got attributed to this. I, I, someone was quoted for this. that it, The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. And so being the same person over and over again. But expecting a different business is also a little definition of insanity. So the seven figure or the like very successful business owners, and by success, we can mean a lot of things, but they've, they've been really successful at hitting their goals while not having a business that runs them and stresses them out. There's three things, and it's so simple, it's so simple, but it's not easy. This is gonna be, this is gonna be some of the hardest things. They let go, They say no, and they lead. They let go, they say no, and they lead. Let me unpack these a little bit. First of all, um, a lot of people are struggling in their business because they are struggling to let go. They can't let go of control. They can't outsource. They can't delegate. They're white-knuckling everything. They can't even let go of how it's going to go. You know, what if this doesn't work? What if I don't hit my goals? What if, what if, what if? So there's a lot of holding on. There's a lot of control. There's a lot of do it all myself. Okay. And where you're going, you can't do it all alone. You want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. So I've worked with people who have been multiple six and seven, and they still struggled with letting go. And they said that was the biggest thing was they let go. Let go of who you were, because what got you here won't get you there. Let go of what you've been doing that isn't no longer serving you. Let go of the $10 an hour activities, like the customer support, the tech, the website management, the email inbox. Let go of those things and you will let in. You will let in more time, more energy to focus on high value activities, the things that really drive the needle. This is what I call the 5% activities. You will let in more things that you love doing. Probably don't love saying, oh, I got into business so I could be in my customer support inbox all day. The next thing that the seven-figure entrepreneurs do is they say no. The difference between someone who calls themselves an entrepreneur and someone who runs a seven- or eight-figure business is maturity, discipline, consistency. Folks, believe it or not, There's a lot of opportunity out there. And the belief that you have that there's not a lot of opportunity is hurting you more than you realize. Because if you think opportunity is scarce, then you're going to start saying yes to all of it, aren't you? When you you realize that there is opportunity everywhere, the real mark of the successful entrepreneur is their ability and their discipline to say no it's not about doing all the things. It's about doing the fewest things at a hundred percent. So these s- successful entrepreneurs, they're disciplined and they say no. They, they don't go chase the latest shiny object. They don't, they don't move their entire business overnight because there's a new social platform or social tool and change everything. They are consistent. <laughs> they are disciplined. They don't go say, um, "I did this launch. I did. I sold this program. It didn't work. Let me go in a complete different direction." They say no to all those other options and dis- disregard them, and they say, "Okay, how can I improve this? How can I fix this? How can I make it better? What is there to learn here?" And they stick with something to improve it. Our last launch of Business by Design did just under six million dollars in sales. In four days, that's pretty amazing. Our first launch did eighteen thousand dollars, and I had an established business. I stayed with the discipline of how do I make this bigger and better and more helpful and more impactful, and that's four years of consistency. Say no to other ideas. Oh, James, you should do this. No, tunnel vision. Oh, are you James, saying you're an atom
0: clubhouse.
1: No. I am saying that. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I am saying that. I'm
0: glad. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad to
1: to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got my account. I saved my name on there and all that type of stuff. But I've I've never done a single one. I've been on someone else's as a guest. Someone invited me. Mm-hmm. But um, I see things as fads, and I'm not going to jump on that until I see that it's past the fad phase. Yeah. Right now, right now, it's a fad. And I'm not saying it won't change. Um, but as of right now, it's a fad.
0: And that's a discipline,
1: right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, because mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I'm getting so much traction. It's like, that's awesome, but that's not how I run things. I don't just jump to whatever's like cool for the week. That's me. And that's that's a disciplined, matured way to operate a business. Is like, look, we keep our business very because I have a team. So it's imagine you're the captain of a little speedboat and it's just you versus the captain of a cruise ship. Okay. So a cruise ship has a lot of other people that you have to manage and take care of. You know, you've got a whole crew. And so every decision you make affects a lot more people and you don't need to have a big crew, but imagine, okay, so now two boats, little speedboat and a cruise ship. And both decide, I'm, we're going to go make a U-turn real quick. Little speedboat, that's not a problem, but look at the cruise ship. That's a, big, that's a big deal to make that turn. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of energy. And what if it's not the right decision yet? So you go a little slower at times as you get you know, older in business, you get bigger. You go a little slower, but you're more calculated. You're more intentional. You're not just jumping around and a lot of people stay there. They stay in the opportunity area of business, but this is new and this is exciting and this is fun. And this is where it's almost a contradiction to what we were just talking about leading with your heart. But if your business, you're only doing in your business that which is exciting to you today, then you have um, an untrained intuition that you're leading from because if you need something to entertain you, get a hobby,
0: Yeah,
1: but don't make business. Your business's job is not to make you feel good. Your job is to make you feel good. And if you're now saying, well, I'm bored now, get a hobby. Cause I do things that need to be done in my business. And I operate from purpose and intention. But I'm not sitting here going, I need this to entertain me today. I need this to be new and exciting. That's an immaturity. And a lot of people will take their businesses down because they get bored or because like, I need that. I need that zest of of newness and excitement. And so they tear down everything that was building momentum to chase the new and exciting. That's why saying no is so big here. Let me take you to the third one is they lead. I rarely in this circle hear entrepreneurs talk about the word leadership or being a leader, and I don't know why, because that's what being an entrepreneur really is. Mm-hmm. Seven figure entrepreneurs are better leaders. Now, there's a lot of books on leadership. We could have a lot of conversations about leadership. The first thing is people don't know what a leader is. They've, a lot of people have muddled the word manager with leader. Those are two very different people, okay? I am a leader to my audience, to my customers, and to my team, and I don't manage anyone at all. I am not a manager at all, big difference. I'm a leader to myself first. I'm a leader to my community, to my industry. I'm a leader to my customers, and I'm a leader to my team. And if you're not, but you wanna grow and hit that level, Well, now you know why you're not going to get there. So what is a leader in a nutshell? A leader is someone who operates, this is a very powerful definition, who operates from a vision of the future that wasn't going to happen. And they operate from that today in the present. That's all a leader is. So when we talked about the fear, well, when you're in fear, That's your vision for the future. Something's going to go wrong. Something's going to go bad. And that's what you're putting your faith in. But a true leader is someone that has put all 100% of their personal power, their faith, and their believability in a bigger, better, brighter future that wasn't going to happen without them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when when you're living in that space in the present, you're automatically a leader. Automatically. So they lead, they lead their team, they lead their industry, they offer a better future for their industry, they lead them to hope, possibility, solutions, and obviously they lead their customers and their clients, and for whatever reason, this topic is not talked about a lot in this space. People just talk about funnels and marketing and stuff like that. But the people that get the results, all of them, all of them had to be or step into a role of being a leader first. Mm -hmm. So what do the seven figure entrepreneurs do differently? They let go. They say no. And they lead. Simple. I know people, some people just like, just tell me what to do. Like what's the perfect funnel or whatever. But but that, that's what goes from a six to the seven right there.
0: And that's going to be always with me because I feel that that's the that's so powerful and so simple. And what you're saying, like, yes, leaders, leading also with integrity. I think this is also like something that you always say, like, I think it's so important that you always keep that word to yourself and also then the people that you're leading. Um, so that was huge. Really, really good oh my god <laughs> thank you this was this was really 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 powerful and i think that whoever is listening in whatever you know at the, whatever level you are right now remember this because because this is going to serve you on the long run it was powerful
1: mm, yeah yeah and you don't have to wait until you're at a certain level you start now yeah. what is one thing you can let go of what is one thing that you've been holding on to what what is no longer serving you in your business what can you start to say no to? Get one more thing off of your plate. What can you double down on and say yes to? And how can you begin to craft a bigger, better, brighter future for yourself, for your family, for your community, for your clients, for your team, for your industry? This starts yeah. this starts right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If we build those fundamentals and those habits early on, like, yeah, you just built on those. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Super important. Mm-hmm. So where do we lead our people now?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I think it, it really depends on where someone is in their audience uh, or in their building, uh, in your audience, where they're building in their business. And so one of the great places that um, we, we love to start is well, and I'll pull back. I, I, I keep business simple for people. If you want to be selling digital products, you want to be attracting more people, you want to create something once and have it be, pay you time and time again. Uh, business can be as simple as TLC. Not tender, loving care, but traffic, leads, and customers. And um, the first place to start is how do we get those leads? Now, a lead is that person that's interested and says raises their hands and says, I want to buy what you're selling. And there's this very specific way to attract those people And leave them saying, I want your stuff. And there's a lot of people that are either struggling to build any type of email list at all, or they're building email lists of the wrong people that don't actually want your stuff. That's a big problem, right? Because then you go in time to make an offer and no one buys. And you're just like, what did I just waste months of my life doing? So we've created an online course. It's called uh, Your First 100 Leads. And it's, it's a process that we use to actually get uh, people that actually want to buy from you. And 100 is a lot of people. We've had people do way more than that. Uh, now, this course is like 14, 16 videos, step-by-step training. Easy. You know, you walk out the weekend and do it. Yes. And the best part is free. So it's a free course. We have had people say, I have bought $1,000 courses and this is better. So um, I'm not bragging to brag, but... It is a very powerful training and it is free. Of course, the big mistake by making it free is that a lot of people don't value free. So a lot of people will get it and, and not do anything with it. Um, so don't do, do that. Don't be that person, go through it. Pretend like you put skin in the game and go through it. If you're, if you're serious about building your business, you need an audience, not just an audience of random people. You need an audience of people that actually wanna buy your stuff and uh, ideal clients you know, the people you actually are going to get excited about working with. So that's our uh, free gift for you. And, um, even if you already have a big, bigger audience, like you're going to learn something in there guaranteed.
0: Yeah. Because we can always implement those things in t- for bigger audience as well. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So guys, uh, we're going to have the link for you for the free course, your first hundred leads in the show notes. I just want to thank you, James. This was so, so good. Um, you, at least made an impact on me yet again Mm. (laughs) and i want to thank you for taking the time and really um i'm just so proud and so honored to have you on the show thank you
1: yeah thanks for having me you're the best
0: thanks ciao Thank you so much, fearless soul, for taking the time to jump in today and listen to this episode. I know your time is the most valuable asset, so I don't take this lightly. As a sign of appreciation, I would love to give you free access to my 21-day Mindset Mastery and Business Strategy program. All you need to do is take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in EG Stories. Until next time, dreamer. Mwah.